0: Beginnings usually start.
1: Well, sometimes, Thorin, when I want to give people a nice little like, if you wanted
0: to like introduce yourself,
1: yeah, if I wanted to introduce myself, I might would say something like, Hello and welcome. My name is Raven Walker,
0: my name is Thorin George,
1: and this is Modular,
0: the podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons.
1: That's right, Thorin. These are the pre-written stories made up by the folks who made up D&D. So we didn't write them, but we are going to run them for you. And then you'd probably say, why would we do that? Exactly, you would say that. Well, Thorin... To answer that question, maybe you're a DM who is It's a hypothetical thinking, question, of yeah, course. Yeah, hypothetical, of course. And rhetorically, maybe you are a DM who is thinking about running a particular campaign and you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who has already been in this particular campaign and you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe maybe just maybe. There's one second that you could spend doing something fun and beautiful and Lovely. And that's listening to us do this podcast for you.
0: Yeah. And I think if you were having this conversation, you should be warned uh, because each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures. That means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we're running. And right now we're running the rise of Tiamat. So if you don't want spoilers, you should probably leave now.
1: That's so, so true. And along with that, We should offer another warning.
0: Oh, that's right, Raven. You're right. You're right. Sorry, I forget how conversations go sometimes. So, um, I would probably tell uh, the person if I were like introducing myself that Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence, and just depression. I know that's not really an adult topic, but like I feel like a lot of adults talk about it. Yeah, it's pretty, um, it's
1: pretty sad sometimes um, out
0: here. Yeah, no, no, it definitely is. Um, so, like, I think I guess I would say to be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly themes.
1: Yeah, for sure, definitely. And then now we're at the part of this little bit where we actually set up and tell them what they're listening to. So, without further ado, welcome to Modular.
0: That's... You're so right. Um, and I think... Because this is like the ending of the beginning, so we would tell them what they're going to listen to, which yeah. is session 31 of The Rise of Tiamat. And I think that's how you do an introduction. Yeah, right?
1: that's it. That's it.
0: Okay, Solid. cool. It's a modular pod. It's a modular pod. Little DMT for you and me. Oh, yeah. Annie, it is pouring down rain, and you and your father are drenched. And you are now, like, right in front of the gate to the city. You see there are, like, two guards on either side. And your dad, under cover of, like, this makeshift cloak that you gave him, just knocks hard on the door. And you see uh, somebody opens a little hatch and says... What brings you... To Candlekeep? And he says... Homecoming! And you see the... A pair of eyes kind of dart down... Into this little slot. And then... The gate just... Slowly, but also... At a rather fast pace opens, and when it's fully open... You see, standing there is this uh, kind of bushy headed, uh, bushy bearded, red headed man. And he goes, Oh, my It's really you, isn't it? Oh, come here, my friend. And he gives your dad a big hug. And he goes, Oh, oh it's good to see you too. He goes, Oh. It's been ages since we last saw you. Come in, come in. We gotta get you dry. And who's this strapping lady with you? Oh, this is my daughter, Annie. And he, the guy's eyes go wide. Annie, the Annie. <laughs> Sorry, let's let's get you inside. Let's get you inside. And you all both go inside. Or all three of you go inside. And he puts on a fire. Uh, you're, you're inside the gate. You see that this is a... There's a small, quaint little town built within the walls of this fort. Um, and there's a much larger, like, actual fortress uh, within the back. Um, you see there are several people who appear to be travelers and merchants. Um, just kind of gathered out in, like this sort of courtyard area, uh, and there are several buildings that are built for accommodations, um, such as inns and taverns, etc. You see this man brings you into a, a little side room that's connected to the gate, um, and this this appears to be like a guard outpost. Um, and he, he lights a fire, uh, inside and in, ushers you both to stand in front of it. Please, please. Huh. Teddy Oakleaf. Didn't think I'd be seeing you again any time soon. It's been ages. What, seven years? Something like that. Ah, uh, Annie, you don't... Sorry. I am Roscoe... Bottom feeder, Bad last name, I know, but unfortunately it's the one I was born with and he, he hands, uh, he puts out his hand to, to shake yours.
1: I shake it back. It's a
0: pleasure to meet you. Uh, it's... Oh, yeah. I'm certain your dad didn't tell you nothing about me but <laughs> by the gods we've all heard a lot about you. Said you were the most beautiful thing you ever laid eyes on. Your tan skin those big eyes oh, look at you. <laughs> i guess i pictured you'd be in a baby if i ever met you but <laughs> makes sense that you wouldn't be ah oh, daddy she's a spitting image of you ah uh, you should have seen, should seen your mother she looks a lot more like her yeah. we've been traveling all this way uh Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, what brings you back to Candle Cape? I thought you were looking for someone. Didn't? In that, while you leave, yeah. But we have to get together the leader council. There's things going on out in the world, and I don't know if y'all have heard about it. But there's this cult, this dragon cult. They, you know, the dragon cult, you know. They used to worship the dead dragons, bring up a lot of dracoliches, but then this guy, what's his name, Severin, came in and he told them, hey, maybe we should actually be worshiping the living dragons. And and now they've been attacking cities all over, all out throughout Faerun. I mean, uh, yeah, our word of them has reached our years but you know this fortress it's not impenetrable
1: I-, I think I don't think you realize how capable a dragon is nothing is in- impenetrable they, they they have numbers and
0: look Roscoe see if you can get us an audience. With the the, the leaders. The council leaders. See if you can get us... Get the Keeper. The Keeper of Tomes? Yes. Is that serious? Well, uh, I'll see what I can do. You might have to go convincing a couple of people. Honestly, it's probably best if you come with me. Uh, Annie, I don't mean to be rude and separate you from your father, but... You might need to stay here. Um... There's some food in the pantry over there if you want to help yourself. Uh, But we'll be back shortly. And him and your father leave. uh, Leaving you in this room uh, with the fire. You look around, this is a pretty nice space for a guard post. Uh, You can see there's like a nice table and a nice chair. Um, It's really mostly built for one person. Um, there is a rather large pantry and kitchen, uh, probably for the guards coming in and out of the uh, village or the town uh, to eat at. But otherwise, it's just a uh, just a just a nice little shack that you can hang out in. You see, there's a cot tucked away to the side.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna Annie's gonna go over and make a quick meal, and then honestly yeah. lay
0: on the bed you do exactly that you've been traveling pretty much nonstop for a while now i probably haven't laid on uh, a real like
1: bed bed in
0: a minute yeah no it's been um it's been a couple how long did it take you to get down to the uh the misty woods like it's been at least a month yeah maybe more than one um and you sit there uh, you, you eat your food and you lay down on the bed. Are you, are you closing your eyes? Or are you, like, staring up at the ceiling? What are you doing?
1: Uh, I think she initially lays down, tries not to fall asleep, but falls
0: asleep anyways. Okay. You fall asleep. You see visions in your dreams. Or I say you see visions, but these are just dreams. You... You have dreams of being reunited with Locke and Volteroy. You have dreams of your mother. And you have dreams of your father. And you don't know how much time has passed, but you are shaken awake. Annie. Hey. Sweetheart, wake up. And you see, as you open your eyes, your father is standing above you they've agreed to give us counsel but only if you come they, they need a witness to testify as well
1: um all right i can i can i can speak my piece but um how how likely do you think they are to accept
0: i don't know these folk are real stubborn but they're seekers of knowledge so maybe if we can impart some kind of useful knowledge onto them maybe they'll listen I don't know anyway let's head on and you kind of I guess sit up and Brush yourself off, and you head on up this large flight of stairs, you see there are uh, people who seem to be dressed in these sort of monastic robes, uh, walking up and down these stairs. Some of them give you glances, but nobody really pays you any mind. A couple are like reading uh, scrolls and books while they're walking up and down the stairs. Very dangerous practices, but they don't seem to mind. And you get to the top, and you see Roscoe, and he goes... You hey, I couldn't have cleaned up any, Teddy. You look like shit. Well, I'm sorry, I don't have much of a change of clothes here, my friend. It's all right, all right. Going in the council to see you. I need to get back to my guard duties. And you are let into a chamber. <clears throat> it is a very high chamber, about 50 feet high. And you see there's a circular room. Um, And as you walk into this chamber, you see there are these large uh, chairs about 10 foot high uh, with a set of uh, marble-looking stairs leading onto each one. I'm going to say there are seven in all. And they form a circle uh, around this center central area, which has on it uh, a symbol of an eye that looks as if it is opening up into a star. Um, if you want to give me a religion check, you can.
1: Those are definitely not my forte, but I'll give one.
0: That's an eight. An eight. This is just a really pretty uh, picture on the ground. Like, ooh, wow, (laughs) gorgeous. (laughs) You see, there are six of the chairs are filled already with people who don't really look any different or dressed. ...or addressed any differently than Roscoe. And... ...then you hear someone announce... ...We'll all rise for the Keeper of the Tomes! And they all stand up and you see your dad kind of... ...goes a little stiff. You know, I've met him before, but... ...not in these circumstances. And you see in walks this... uh, ...sort of bald-looking man... He has two black tattoos leading from the tops of his eyelids all the way to the back of his head. And he is wearing this very ornate, sort of like purple and gold robe. And he climbs onto this seventh uh, chair tower and sits down. And he looks at you, and he looks at your father, and he goes, Theodore Oakleaf, you have called us to attention saying you have some urgent news of the world at hand. Please, speak your case. Yes. Um, sure. Um, well, as you know, I've been gone for quite some time. And you see they all kind of murmur, uh looking at each other, but it's really to themselves, because they're too far apart to really hear each other's murmurs. And as I was gone, I've learned things about the world that we're not covering in any of these tomes here, at least not in the ones that are left to us to read. (laughs) There is a war going on outside these walls... And I think it's coming this way. I was held captive by the Dragon Cult. The Dragon Cult, says one. Why would they hold you captive? Well, I I tried to kill their leader. A man by the name of Severin Silurajan. Does that sound familiar to any of y'all? And nobody really says anything. They just kind of stare. Anyway... As I was in my cell, I heard some guards talking. They said they found all the treasure they need to bring Tiamat out from the hells. And everybody kind of goes quiet. Tiamat, you say? Why did they bring Tiamat? I'm not quite sure. But I think that is their intention, is to let Tiamat rise and give them new place in this world. I guess she's promised them power of some kind. But they have chromatic dragons on their side. And it's only a matter of time before the metallic dragons hear the call of the Drachorn and join them too. Now y'all remember a couple months ago when there was this just stiffness in the air... That was the sounding of the drak horn, according to my daughter here. And the dragons heed that call. And I need y'all to heed it, too. Now, they, as they said, they had all the treasure they needed. But now what they need is knowledge. What they need is Aloundo's prophecies. And everybody sort of gasped at that. Why would they need Alondo's prophecies? I don't know. Why why would they need that? Silence! Why would they be looking for Alando's prophecies? I mean, I don't know, uh, Keeper, sir, but... (coughs) It it certainly ain't just for uh, a bedtime story. It probably... Alando probably saw some... Some future in which this dragon cult succeeds or fails and and maybe they want to look at these prophecies and and, and see uh, if they find that one so they know what to do to change it that would be my guess at least you tell us of this and yet you know This fortress is impregnable. You know that we have measures in hand to counter all forces, both militaristic and magical. Why do you think this dragon cult would be any different? I just don't think you...
1: And... Excuse me, but I have a lot of first-hand experience
0: with the dragon cult. They do. Th- and may I ask who you are, young lady? Besides this uh, deserter's daughter. Me. Yes, ma'am.
1: My name is Annie Oakleaf. I am.
0: Spin an image of her father. Oh, I can see it. <laughs>
1: I am this man's daughter, a former member of the Painted Ladies, and a dragon slayer.
0: Wait, wait, wait. I've heard of you. You're you're one of the the three dragon slayers that have been going around killing dragons, right? You know, I... I've heard the travelers come in and talk about you. It's really exciting stuff. (laughs) We're fighting. Yeah, that's us. We're, we're we're fighting. Uh, They say you usually have two cucks traveling. Okay.
1: Well, We're trying to move away from the, the cuck, uh, assignment. It kind of miffs my, my boy toys off a little bit, but, um, uh, they, they're busy with other work right now. Um, But, I'm here to tell you all just how bad the cult is. It's ruining villages, pillaging their homes, and taking everything that they know and have, and stripping people of what they love. It's putting the whole existence... Of us here together everywhere at stake, I, I don't think you understand and you you keep on saying that you think your fortress is impregnable, but even with protection people get pregnant. So I, I don't I don't I don't see how you think that nothing bad at all could ever happen here.
0: Well, young lady, we are not a regular village. You see there's a man sitting behind you. This is Candlekeep. You maybe not have heard of us, but... We've been here for at least 2,000 years, and never once have our walls been breached. Has a dragon ever
1: attempted to breach these walls?
0: You see he kind of looks down, and stares at the ground. Dragons will pose no threat to us. Agma. Always guides us as he is the god of knowledge, and he has given us the knowledge for countermeasures. We have a powerful magical shield with which we can repel any forces, and we have powerful magical users here, with which to fight off any ne'er duels. Yeah, and what about God, huh? What about Tiamat? Rising from the non-hills and coming and sacking this place herself. It is not possible to rise Tiamat. Their quest will be in vain. And sure, many people will suffer, but ultimately they will lose hope and fade away, much as every other cult to come within these lands has. I don't think you that
1: they already have what almost practically everything in place to start this at any time. Now we don't have much time. There isn't. I, I don't think you. The and I've never encountered a true god, but. I've seen what my friend looks like after he saw his own god and was reprimanded
0: in the fear he experienced. And who was his god? Tear I'm not sure if you've heard young miss But no one has felt Tyr's present presence in a couple of weeks. A lot are assuming he is dead. Yes, and if a god can die, how powerful of a god were they? Look, I understand where you're coming from, but Candlekeep is the safest place within Faerun. You're more than welcome to stay here if you wish to, you know, not have to deal with this dragon cult. But we will be taking no special measures. Then... Then at least let us... Look, I, I know... Eddie's kind of frustrated at it. this point. She's going to start walking out. <laughs> She's starting. her Okay. Around. Look, I, I know... Look, I know it's a... It, this is a bit asking above my level, but if you would let us look at the prophecies of Alando, maybe we could see how to defeat them. Silence! You mere avowed, not only that, a deserter avowed, asked to, the, to see those which are most treasured to us. No. I will not allow it. I believe I may speak for us all when I say this council is now adjourned. As I said, you may stay But you will not get what you have come to seek. And with that, they all just sort of climb off of their chairs and walk away. You see your dad just looks down and he just walks over and he goes, God damn it! And he kicks the air. These arrogant foes! They're going to get everyone here killed! And for what? I mean, there's... Yeah, some for some sense of superiority, for some, so they can see who has the biggest dick of all or something, I, I just don't get it. No, no, there ain't any. Sorry, Anna, I cut you off in my little, I just. Sorry, do, Anna,
1: do, what were you going to say? Do you know where they keep these books, these philosophies?
0: The prophecies? Yes, the prophecy. where do they keep them? secret chamber. We'd need a key that the Keeper of Tomes keeps in his room. Look, we can't... He leans in. We can't talk about this in here. They got listeners everywhere. Let's head down to one of the taverns. They don't like to listen to the travelers. They think it's beyond them. We can rent a room and talk about this there, okay? And you both leave this room and head into the tavern... You rent a two-bedroom, and you both sit on the opposite bed. And I know you're thinking what I'm thinking, because it was my first thought, too. Why don't we just steal one of the prophecies, or, or just sneak into the prophetic room ourselves, and and see if we can find a prophecy, right?
1: I mean, that's that's what I
0: was going to suggest. I mean... It's a long shot, but you probably can. I'm going to have to get Roscoe involved in this. He's, He's up there in the ranks. I'll go get him. I'll see if we can talk to him, talk some sense into him. You stay here. Keep low for now. You see he gets up and he walks out. And maybe an hour and a half later he comes in with Roscoe. And he and you hear them talking, Oh man, you're totally wrong. I think I think Godzilla would beat King Kong in a fight. No, no man, you ever seen a gorilla fight? These those things go fucking wild. Anyway. Annie and I here have a favor to ask of you. Don't like that you brought me to a private room, but... I guess let's hear it. We... Well, Annie, why don't you go into... I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking today.
1: We... We need your help getting into... Or... Er, essentially just gaining access to those prophecies that they have...
0: The prophecies of Alando. You see, he does a little, like, cross over his chest. No, 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 Missy, I can't get you in there. That's off limits to everyone but the Keeper of the Tomes and his first reader. Can you at least get us to the keeper, Keeper's room? I'd be betraying my whole brotherhood here. You would keep,
1: you'd be keeping your whole brotherhood safe by sharing this knowledge.
0: Give me a, a, um, what's the word? Persuasion? Persuasion roll. Yeah, give me persuasion. Um, that's an 11. An 11, he's, he's just kind of starting to turn towards the door, and then your father grabs it. He says, look here, Roscoe, me and you, we go way back. You gotta help us. Everyone here will die. This cult is ruthless. And they're brutal. We need to get those prophecies. We need to get to them at least. Even if you could just dis- distract him. The Keeper I mean. And we could sneak into his room and get his key. I don't know. It, it just sounds like, like, I'd be beheaded if I was caught, you know. I know. But so would I, and so would my daughter. But sometimes we gotta risk ourselves to protect the people we care about and the realm. Please, Roscoe, I'm begging you. Don't let all these innocent blood be spilled because of some pompous assholes who think too highly of themselves. All right, I think I can can get him out for 30 minutes, but 30 minutes only. You have to go and get the key, go into the secret chamber.
1: We can make it happen.
0: 30 minutes. You understand? Yes, we do. God bless you, Roscoe. Agma guide you. i Agma guide you, brother. All right. I'll... Wait, how will we know when you got... How will we know? Well, I mean, go up to the fortress. And... Just wait for my signal. You'll know what it is. Shit, alright. Always were a cryptic little feller, weren't you? I'll wait for nightfall. That way it'll be harder for them to see you. Alright. You wait for nightfall, and then you head up to the fortress. Uh, a different room this time. As you... see... this is sort of like a, like a general room. You see there are monks going to and fro. Uh, not as many as you saw before, because it is getting rather late. Um, and you're both just kind of standing there, backs against the wall. What do you think his, uh... distraction will be?
1: I, I don't know. He seems like a... He seems like an interesting... interesting fella, so... Yeah, he's a little weasely fella, ain't he? <laughs> I, I'm excited to see what he comes up with. As am I.
0: Suddenly you hear... Hey! You! Stop! And... a clamoring of hurried feet, and suddenly you see Roscoe running out with what looks like a pair of underwear in his hand, and a robe. And you see a bunch of guards are running out of him. Running, not out of him, after him. Sorry, I'm so tired. Running after him. And so is the who you know to be the Keeper of the Tome. But he is fully naked. Stop that man! Get me back my clothes! I guess that was our signal. <laughs> Let's head on in. Give me a stealth roll. It's not going to be very high.
1: Well, the lowest I can get is a 12. Um, that's a dirty 20.
0: A dirty 20? Oh yeah, you yeah. both... Getting there sneakily. Alright, we don't got much time. Roscoe's a little weasley feller, but he ain't too fast. I, I think he I think thirty minutes might have been an exaggeration. More like we got maybe five tops. Okay. Search around and see if we can find this key. Gimme an investigation.
1: We'll do. Uh, that's another dirty twenty.
0: Okay. You search through and you find Hidden behind a bookshelf is a small hole in the wall, and in that hole is a chest. Uh, you try to open the chest, but it appears to be locked. Do you have lock picks? Yeah, at all? I do. Okay, uh, go ahead and try and pick the lock for me. So you just roll, I think it's your proficiency bonus plus your dexterity modifier.
1: I think so. So it would be... I'm rolling that. Um, so that is a
0: 12. A 12. You... Your lockpick breaks. Fuck. And you look at your dad and he looks at you and he says... Got another one? I'll show you how it's done. Yeah. And he takes another lockpick and he fiddles with it uh, for what seems like an excruciatingly long time until it opens up. He goes, no, stand back. If I open this and it's booby-trapped, I don't want you getting hurt. And he opens it. And inside is this very... It's, it's like a crystal... On a string. And as he picks it up, you see it sort of morphs into the shape of a key, but as it moves, it just turns back into this crystal. Sort of like some sort of weird optical illusion. Mm hmm. We need to find the keyhole. All right. Do you think it would be connected to this room, or?
1: I-, I mean, I would imagine that's the
0: most logical thought. Probably, right? Yeah. Let's see if we can find it. And you both give me an investigation again.
1: Yeah, I want to be running my hands along the walls, seeing if I feel... Okay, well, that was a natural one, so I got a two.
0: Okay. Uh, you accidentally knock over a vase. Um, and you hear somebody go, Hey, did you hear that? I think it came from the keeper's room. Maybe we should go check and you see your dad's eyes go wide open and he just frantically searches um, until eventually you see his hand goes on a certain part of the wall Mm -hmm. and a little hole kind of in the same sort of optical illusion fashion as the key sort of appears there Mm -hmm. and then isn't there at the same time I think I found it Annie, would you do me the honors? opening this door for me. Of course. You turn the key, or the crystal, or whatever the fuck this thing is, and you are overtaken with a white light. And you hear a distant voice call out, Don't worry, Annie. We're in the room. And you see yourself as a baby. You see who you know to be your mother, and you see a man standing next to her, looking down at you, but you can't quite make out his face. And you see your training with the painted ladies. And you see... Your adventures. You see your mother's death at the hands of Severin Silragin. You see the first time Votroy and Locke died. You see your own death within the cavern of Arathator. You see the death of who you recognize to be, Teresa Dangerfield. M'jamna Gleamsilver. You see Vultoroy getting stabbed in the gut by the hero killer. You see a great shining dragon as the color of silver but brighter striking down many people. You see a force of white light going toe-to-toe against a hideous monster. You see yourself standing in the face of some great beast of multicolors. You see people you know and love dying... And you see Tiamat rise. And suddenly all goes dark. And you open your eyes. And you see you're in a room. And sort of like... Lined as if they were on shelves, but not on shelves... Are these sort of prisms... That keep folding into themselves and expanding. And in each one you can see what looks like a fragment of time itself. Like, certain events unfolding.
1: Um, am I by myself? D- did he come to the room with me?
0: You You can call out for him.
1: I don't know if I should call him Dad yet or not. Are we that close?
0: I'd say you are, yeah. Dad? Over here. You hear him It sounds like he's both close and far away at the same time, and eventually you walk up to him, and he's standing in front of this one uh, section of these sort of prisms, and you see his back is to you, but you can tell he's holding something in his hands. Uh, What'd you find? prophecy, Annie. I found it. And I couldn't have done it without you. And he turns his head to you. But as he does, you see not the face of your father, but the face of Severin Silurgen
1: not this man, no.
0: Oh. I really couldn't have done it without you, Annie. Thank you again. And <laughs> he's gone in an instant.
1: Modular is Raven Walker as Annie Oakleaf, Jack Dean as Sally Salt, Luke Job as Pancho Sanza, and Thorn George as our DM. The story you heard today as well as 99% of the characters were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module The Rise of Tiamat. Holly Lyons is our fantastic editor. Bethany Gray does our gorgeous cover art. Devin Clark is our talented webmaster. And our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music. And actually, you can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod. Join our private Facebook group at The Modular Podcast Fan Club. Follow us on Instagram at The Modular Podcast. Or follow us on TikTok at The Modular Podcast. And while you're at it, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube at The Modular Podcast. Here's a quick shout out to RDM. Thorin, your birthday's coming up. And we just want you to know that you are the best birthday person out there. And you deserve the biggest cake blow out the candles and have a fantastic day we love you we appreciate you and we are so thankful to have you as our dm to guide us along this journey have a fantastic day thorin and make sure that you listen to us every single tuesday and until then thank you for listening to modular